Welcome to Pathway to Faith Podcast, the media ministry of Harvest Church International Outreach, where we elevate and nurture families through the Word of God. We are so glad that you are here and believe that God will change your life through today's message. Let's listen. For the next few moments, I want to talk about a a sensitive topic. I want to talk about something that also is a sensitive, it's not necessarily easy. Something that we all go through. I want to talk about timing. And if you want to put an asterisk next to it, I want to talk about God's timing. You see, when you're, when you're doing things intentional, you're intentionally moving in God's timing, not your timing. See, when in our timing is where we get out of God's timing, which is where we get into error. Please have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. You're making me nervous. You're making me nervous. Thought Dad Clayton was gonna come up here and say something to me. I've been alive short 27 years, and what I have learned in the last four years is that everything that's good, everything that's great, takes time. See, a lot of times we want things to be instant. You see, if you know anything about cooking. You see, if you're not good with managing time, then you won't be a good cook. You see, Ms. Watts, see that red velvet cake that you make, the difference between it being dry and it being moist is the fact that you know how to manage your time. The difference between that chicken you like to make, Mr. Barrett, is the difference of you knowing how to manage your time, moving when God tells you to move. You see, in sports, you have basketball. If I don't shoot the ball at the right time, well, the ball doesn't go right in. If I don't throw the pass to the receiver at the right time, he doesn't necessarily catch it. If I don't swing the bat just at the right time, I don't necessarily hit the mark. Or if I'm worried about what everyone else has to say around me and I'm not focused on what God has called me to do, then I'm getting sidetracked. You see, you can get married in 30 minutes, but a marriage is a lifetime. I'll say that again. You can get married in 30 minutes, but a marriage is a lifetime. Everything happens in God's timing. You see, 70 to 85% of people who win the lottery lose it in the next three to five years. So you can't say, if I had, if I had what I had now, if I knew what I knew back, back then, that'd be so much better. No, you see, in the, in the midst of the timing, there's a journey. You see, the reason why they lose it is because they don't understand the sacrifice to get to where they got. We want instant gratifications, or we want instant ramen noodles, or we want peanut butter and jelly, we want hot pockets, or whatever your quick fix is. I understand it. It does taste good. Don't get me wrong. But timing, everything happens in God's timing. Everything happens in God's timing. So the, the foundational scripture, the scripture we'll be reading from today, just for a few moments, Ecclesiastes 3. If you can go there real quickly, please. Holler at me when you get there. And it goes on to say, it says, there is an occasion for everything and a time for every activity under heaven. That means when we're moving in God's timing, when God says to do it, not when, you know, Daryl Odeham says to do it or Minister Troy Jones says to do it, not when I think this is a good time to do it. That's when we step out of the will of God. And we want to be in the perfect will of God. You see, when you step out of that, it's where we run into error. And then it goes on in Psalms 27 to say, I have placed, I have a place that has been fortified to protect against attack. Fortified basically means a stronghold around you. So while God has built a stronghold around you, why are we saying words that tear down the stronghold that God has built around us? 
You see, in the midst of waiting for God and doing and moving, and when God says it's not, it would be naive to think that you don't fall into frustration. Because as humans, we think we can do it on our own, Mr. Brown. You think that I'm smart enough to do this on my own. It's not wrong to think that, but when your frustration overtakes your faith, it's when you run into error. You see, waiting on God is where the, some of the disciples ran into error. Waiting on God is where the Israelites ran into error. Their frustration overtook their face, which led to murmuring, complaining, which led to generations upon generations being in the wilderness. Frustration, frustration, frustration. We have to stop trying to tear down the stronghold the Lord has put around us. Can you put up my first point, please? You can't have a new season until you're willing to let go of the previous one. That was for somebody. That was for somebody. You cannot have a new season until you're willing to let go of the previous one. You see, there's a difference between reminiscing and reliving. There's a fine line in between it. You see, when you're reminiscing, I'm just being thankful for what God has brought me to and where he's brought me from. But when you're stuck in reliving, if that's all you talk about, then you're not reliving, you're living in it. And so if you're still thinking in that same mindset where you once were in California, where you once were before where you were now, then how can you expect God to do something exceedingly abundantly, something fresh, new, and different? So do you really want something fresh, new, and different, or do you just want the old ways to work? Some of us got to change our thinking. And after you change, when you change your thinking, you'll change your, th you'll change your thoughts. And when you change your thoughts, you'll change your words. And that'll stop tearing down the stronghold that God is trying to put around you. Mm. God has called you to do something great, something amazing. You see, anybody know anything about botany? Planting flowers. Fancy words for it. I just, lear I just learned it. You know. I just learned I wanted to sound smart. You know, there's some people with some letters before they name it here, Miss Kelly, so, you know, they think they little, we're going to talk about them. It's all right. Well, if you know anything about botany, then you know something about planting seeds, and when you're planting seeds, you have it, you're being intentional. And when you're being intentional with your planting, then you have an expectation. That means I'm, I'm watering, and I'm giving it the correct sunlight. Now, in the midst of, the, of, of what you're planting growing, there's going to be some weeds that are going to grow in there. You see, there's a, there's a passage in the Bible when it talks about Matter of fact, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me stay with it. You see, if you're stubborn in your thoughts, then you will delay your next season. So too often we come in here on Sundays and Wednesdays and we hear a good word and, oh, it's great, it's great, it's great. And then we're still reflecting and reliving in the time that is no more. God has called you to change your, he's got called you to something greater. So you must change your thinking. Now, in the Bible, it talks about how when they were planting wheat in the land and the workers went back out to the field in the, in, in the, mid, in the midnight hour, the enemy came and planted weeds in it. And so it's something when the devil does something in your life, it doesn't necessarily show up right then. See, when it's time for you to reap your harvest, the workers were saying, where did these weeds come from, master? Didn't we plant good seeds? Should we pull the weeds out? Then the master said, no, no, leave the weeds in there. We might uproot the wheat. Well, there's something because those weeds in your life, the shortcomings and your, your imperfections and the things you're not the greatest at make up who you are. So the person who wins the lottery, no, it's not about that. It's the fact that it's the process to get there. It's the process that takes to get there. 
So you're going to slip and you're going to fall. You're going to step out on faith and fall on your face. But God is going to be there to pick you right back up. Okay, please, uh, please put up my next point, please. The devil believes in the power of seeds more than believers do. That's why he can plant something and walk away and know that when it's time for it to sprout, that you ain't going to see it coming. You won't be prepared for it because he understands the power of seeds. And more importantly, he understands patience and timing. Everything is on a time limit. Everything is on a rhythm. Everything. The earth is on a rhythm. Your body is on a rhythm. Your menstrual cycle is on a rhythm. When you're pregnant, you're on a rhythm. God is on a time, he's on a rhythm, and when you step out of it and want to get on Sam Anderson's rhythm, that's where you run into error. If I'm doing what I want to do, how can I hear what God's telling me to do? The reason why the devil really got into trouble because he wanted to do it for himself and get on his own time. Israelites wanted to be on their own time. Come on now, when are we going to get on God's time? Everything happens in God's time. I want this, I want this, I want that. Are you mature enough and, or competent enough to even handle or even conceive what you're asking for? Are you really ready for what you really want? Because if God was really to give you that, could you handle it? Or are we going to have to figure it out? Oh, mm-mm, mm-mm. Please go to uh, Matthew 13, 24. I'm getting somewhere, I'm getting somewhere. Now, in Matthew 24, Matthew 13, 24, I'm going to read 24 through 29. And after that, please put up my next point. It says, he has presented a parable to them. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to the man who sowed good seed in the field. But while the people were sleeping in, while people were sleeping, his enemy came and sowed the seeds among the wheat and left. When the plants sprouted and produced grains, the weeds also appeared. The landowner's servants came to him and said, Master, didn't you sow good seeds in your field? Then where did the weeds come from? See, the devil understands timing, but he also understands patience and the power of seeds. You see, if the, if the landowner had not been on God's timing, he would, have, he would have been alarmed and scared and pulled the weeds up, which would have pulled the weed up. Please put up my next point. I'm going to read it because I got it right here. It says, just because God planted, just because God planted you somewhere, it does not mean weeds are restricted. That means just because God called you somewhere, it does not mean it's going to be all sunshines and rainbows. It does not mean it's going to be easy. It does not mean that there won't be some turbulence on this ride. You see, we, you came here 30-something odd years ago, and you didn't know anybody, and you held a conference, and no one came to it. Turbulence, weeds, negativity. You see, and then you, you went to Adam's Mark Hotel and you went to Big Bob's Carpet. And then when you came here, you got, seemed like all hell came against you. Weeds. And then you fixed the place up and thousands and thousands of lives are changing. And now we're going forward and it's still weeds. You see, when you slip and fall, it's not always bad. You just know not to slip and fall there again. See, the error you run into is when you slip and fall in the same slick spot that was there yesterday. You see, Monday is coming, and the game will start tomorrow. The game is not right here. You see, it's easy to talk about timing and moving when God tells you to move and having faith and 
and not falling into frustration and having it. It's easy to have all of these things that we're going to discuss today and that the word of God talks about right here. They always say in marriage, you know, you get married today, but the real thing starts next day. Well, in church, you know, it's all good right here, but when tomorrow comes and now that coworker that gets on your nerves, see, now it's time to put what you are getting right now into to place. So we don't want a temporary impact or a definite impact. We want an indefinite impartation of what God is going to do today. So when trials and tribulations and things arise, you know, we're not necessarily going to slip on that same slick spot. Or when Thursday comes, and it's almost the end of the week, and you're just trying to hobble. Why are we hobbling? Why are the only times we get built up is on Sundays and Wednesdays? Is that the only time we can be imparted to? It is not the person on the stage that is the, it is the impartation of what God is going to do, speaking through the person. So God can speak to you through the text, because this is a living word. So on Monday, coach, when you're, when, 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 you, when you're a little slipping and you're not necessarily on your game, you build yourself up with this right here. Not necessarily just trying to make it to service on Wednesday or tune in. You know, we see, we see the, the comments on the bottom. Trees and grass start all at the same spot. People don't know that. Trees and grass starts at the same spot. But when a tree grows down first before it sprouts up, you see there's far more blades of grass than there are trees. There's far more naysayers. Okay, so when a, when a tree sprouts up, you see, it ne you never see a tree reaching down back to make the grass feel comfortable. Trees and grass don't hang out. See, God has called you to something amazing, extraordinary, outstanding. He called you to be a light to the world. But if, if I'm too busy trying to make everyone else feel comfortable, the trees and the weeds, then I'm not doing necessarily what God has called for me to do. So the, my, my next point is, why are you chasing the approval of grass and weeds when God has called you to be a tree? Because you're too busy trying to make people around you feel comfortable for what God has called you to be. You're trying to make everyone comfortable around you when, when, you're, go, when, you're, when you're growing and when you're, you're going to something new, when you're coming out of that old season into the new. You've never seen it before, which means it will make you uncomfortable. Dr. Halp always says it's not difficult, it's not hard, it's just, it's just new. So with it being new, which means you've never seen it, which means it can cause some discomfort. Stepping out on faith, Peter, in the midst of me being in faith, it still is a slight, a, a slight little bit of discomfort because I've never done this before. Right now, I've never done this before. Tomorrow, you've never done tomorrow before. You've never done Tuesday, Monday, Thursday, Friday. You've never done those days before. So why would you step out of the covering of your home and not invite the Holy Spirit to be that stronghold around you? You just that smart? Are you just that, if you're that smart, raise your hand. Come on, now you have to be able to produce in the presence of weeds. That means you have to be able to produce in the midst of people not agreeing with what you're trying to do. 
if you stop producing when the first person has something to say, well, none of us would be here today. If you stopped every time somebody told you you weren't smart enough to do it, you wouldn't be here today. You wouldn't have anything you have today if you stopped when the first person, if Jesus stopped when the first person, well, we, none of us would be here today. If Dr. Haup, if Pastor Haup stopped, well, not this, this facility we're in, we wouldn't be here today, and I wouldn't be here today. Uh, <laughs> I didn't think about it. Oh, I wouldn't be here. But it's something when you, when you have to persevere through it. You see, if, if, if you go through something and the ride is just easy, well, then you've never been tested. And the devil knows if he throws that same test at you, Khalil, that you're going to fold because you folded before, but we won't fold anymore today. From today going forward, we're not going to slip on that same slick spot anymore. You see, we're going to move in God's timing when God says to move. Everything happens in God's time. No, this ain't a shouting message because this timing is something that's not necessarily easy. It's funny when I, when I got the call. And, and what I'm learning, Mr. Brown, these calls are getting shorter and shorter, close to the date of when I got to do it. You see, you see, when I first started, you know, I, Mr. Gravity did it in the most gangster way. She pulled me in the office, sat in the green chair. You know, you only sit in the green chair if you're in trouble. So I'm in the green chair in the office. Oh, what's going on? She said, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you got service. Oh, yeah, you know, I got the broadcast. I'm in the back on the cameras. She said, no, 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 you got service. Yeah, broadcast, camera. That's me. She said, no, you got the service. I sat back. I'm like, I just left. Pop, why he ain't? <laughs> All right, that's your free one. And that was about a week out, week and some change. And as we moved forward, this call came a whole lot quicker and closer to the date. It wasn't the whole theatrics. It was just, boom, boom, you got service. Friday night, man, that's something to do this weekend. Nope, goodness, God. But it's something that timing is something that how God gives you an assignment. And it's something that we all walk through. But at this stage in my life, it is something that is one of my biggest battles. We struggle with delayed gratification as humans. We want things instant. And if we understand God's timing, if we understand moving when God tells us to move, then that necessarily won't be a battle, but that's a whole lot easier said than done, Dad Clayton. It's easy to say, oh, I'm going to move when God tells me to move. I'm going to do it when he, when he tells me to do it. Until you think you got it all figured out. It's something I'm going through something right now, and then I'm, oh, Dad, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and I'm ready. He's like, oh, son, let me, let me pray about it. Let me seek counsel. I'm like, what you mean? This is, we in there. It's about timing. And Mr. Burskins, I'm over here trying to rationalize why in the world are we waiting? What am I, what are we waiting for? What am I waiting for? Well, you see, the difference between 27 years and 69 years is he's understanding. <laughs> He might not understand it all, but he knows a whole lot more than I do about timing. As I said, I, I told my brother, I said, man, I feel like he's trying to slow me down. What you? No, he just understands timing. Doesn't want me to make the same mistakes that I think when, when, when you're raising your children, you don't want them to make the mistakes. You see, they think they got it all figured out. 
and you know you're going to run your head right into that wall behind Mr. Hatchet. <laughs> and Mr. Hatchet's going to look at you like, what you doing? And then you pick them up and you dust them off and then they think they got it figured out again and they're going to run back into the wall again. You say you want people around you that are going to help you and uplift you, but not only just tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. You see, everybody in your corner can't be a yes man or a yes woman. So as much as it's important to, to, to plant the right seeds, you need to make sure that the people that are around you are trees, not weeds. Because in the midst of somebody being next to you on your road, the person on your road could be the weed. The person that lives in your house could be the weed. The person you lay next to at night could be the weed. Or worst of all, Miss McKenzie, when you look in the mirror, that could be. You could be your own weed. That means you could be your own demise. If you don't get out of your way, Miss Joshua, and follow the, the, the timing that God has for you, you're going to run into error. You see, the devil doesn't care about you. No, I'm not talking about he care about you. No, he doesn't care about stopping you. See, it's not about stopping you. It's stopping all the people that you will affect. People, you got to get out of yourself and realize it is so much bigger than you. It's so much bigger than you. You see, um, if, if, if God stops, if the devil stops you, then all the people that God has called you to touch and affect by moving in his timing, you will not because you're moving in yours. It's so much, so much bigger than you. When you know what season and time it is, then you know what to do. You see, when you're planting flowers and you're planting fruit, you see, you're not gonna get just beautiful strawberries and, 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 and berries all in the heart of winter in Alaska. You're not going to get that, but you can get it in Florida because it's 75 degrees every day. You see, a lot of things, when you're from Kansas City, we always think that somewhere else is better. The grass is always greener. If God has called you here and planted you here, that means he has a calling for your life here. You see, when God's called you somewhere, that means he's planted you there. There's a difference between planting and placing. There's a difference between being planted somewhere and placing, somewhere, placing yourself somewhere. So what do we always say? Oh, if, if I lived there, man, I'd be here. And if I lived there, I'd have all this, this, and that. No, you wouldn't. Now, when you go somewhere else, it's not necessarily that you won't be successful because you will have some success. But you will, put a, uh, you will put a ceiling on how far you can go. So you have cut yourself down from being a tree. Grass. When you step out of the will of God, that means now you have put a ceiling on how far you can go. But since God loves you, he's not going to let you fall all the way out, you know, and get, get all the way left. See, a lot of us are here. Most people in, uh, here aren't from Kansas City. God has planted you here. You have to be careful when God has planted you somewhere. And it doesn't seem easy at first. And so you want to move. You quit. You give up. It's easy to give up and quit and go somewhere else and then blame it because you're here. If it, that was the case, then I wouldn't be here because it would have been easy just to say, man, I'm in Kansas City. I don't know nobody here. I don't know a soul. No one's coming to help me. My personal life is all over the place. I'm working over here, working a good job, and God, you told me to quit? What did he say? He drove in a 1970-something 
with no AC in the heart of August? 60s? Jesus. What you trying to win? Man, it's easy. It's easy to look at the circumstances around you and say, you know what? I'd be better over there. I'd be better sitting over there with Mr. Jones. It doesn't seem as difficult. It really just means that the calling over there is not as what God calls you over here. So it's easy to fit in with them because they're not going to put a demand on what God has called for them to do. That's why it's imperative and important to have the right people around you that are going to push you and thrust you forward, not make you feel complacent where you're at. You fit in right here. Because when you're really doing what God calls you to do, it makes the people around you uncomfortable. It's going to make them uncomfortable because it's going to make them self-examine themselves. The reason why some people come to church with their lip poked out because they're getting, they're self-examining themselves. It makes you, let me, let me, let me see what I've been doing. But it's funny because we all do that. And then Monday comes and that, and that rubs off like water in the shower and we back to doing the same stuff. And we wonder why we haven't progressed to the next season. We haven't changed our thinking. And we haven't changed our confession. As your, as your thinking changes, so your confession will. And in the midst of all of that, your group will change. So why, why, why Ms. Lyman not hanging out with me no more? Well, she's changed her thinking, which changed her confession. She's realizing that God has called her to another season. You have to realize some people are in your life for just a season. And some of us don't want to let, let go of those people. You see, everything you have on, a, on these Saturdays, every first and third Saturday, the men, we play basketball, and, and there's a word that's given. And on the first one, it was a guy by the name of Jeff Jones. He talked about everything we have comes from God. Either God gave it to you or he created the thing that gave it to you. So everything we have all comes back. It all comes back to him. So them pink shoes you got on on this front row, and they look good, but they came as a result of God don't believe me. So that nice car you're driving, you got it cleaned on Saturday, and it, it looks all nice, but it's not because of you. It's not because of you, Miss Cofer. It's because of God. Everything you have is because of God. You got your nice car. You parking in the back, so don't nobody touch your car. <laughs> Mr. Kabuya got that Benz. He parks all the way in the back. <laughs> Tim Harris got the Mozzie. It's parked all the way in the back as a result of God. Not because you're smart. Not because you have a good eye or a gut feeling. Everything is a result of God. Amen? You see, time without purpose is a life without meaning. So if you're not doing what God has called you to do, then essentially your life is, you're living a life without meaning. You see, it's not, it's not whether if you're 90 years old or if you're Seven years old, when you get in front of God, he's going to say, what have you done with the time I've given you? Not my church membership, not all the events I was a part of and all the committees I'm on. It's what have I done with the time, Mr. Burstyn? What have I done with the time God has given me? Am I maximizing the time that I've been on this earth? Not to pursue my career, but pursue what God has told me to do. Some of us need to go home and ask God, what, what, what are you telling me to do? Not what I want to do. I'm trying to move up the, the social status in my job, and I'm trying to get this and trying to get that. But is that necessarily what God's plan for you right now is? You see, when you're moving in God's season and God's plan, all that's going to come. 
as I may mention, is something that God has given me to study on something that something that, that is, is my biggest fight. So it's not that I've got it all figured out. It's not that the oldest person here got us all figured out. We all go through this every day. And no matter what your age is, you are in a season. And it's not that God has took the blessing off you. It's just your season is changing. So the, fruit, so the trees are bearing fruit. And people think, oh, the tree is dead. No, it just understands timing and understands that its season is changing. Your life is going into a new season. Harvest Church is going into a new season. So you're thinking that, oh, God, God's not, God's, God's done with me. No, God, God understands time and seasons like that. God's seen the end and the beginning. There's a difference between racing and sprinting. So when God's seen the end and the beginning, I'm not racing. I'm not competing against you. I'm just sprinting. I'm just doing whatever God has called me to do, and I'm running to do it. Because if I'm racing with you, that means I'm not focused on God, which means I'm going to deviate from the track that God has given me. Because I'm trying to beat you to a point or a destination that you're trying to get to, instead of the destination that God is trying to get me to. We're always looking on our left and on our right, and we got our phones, and your phone is only going to tell you everything you are not what you don't have, that you're not married, that you don't got kids, you don't make this much money, you don't drive that car, you don't have this business, your business ain't doing this. I'm not this level in life yet. But at what point in time do we pick up the word of God and and empower ourselves with everything that we are? You see, if you put this down and pick this up, then you won't ever have to worry about being in God's timing. You see, I, I, you know, we, you have Facebook, and I'm not saying the apps are bad. You know, you got your, your spiritual word for everybody on Facebook today. God gave me this in prayer. You see them. Don't even nobody be even liking them or, 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 or commenting on them. But your two cousins. It's something. That, and they got this long something to say on there. Girl, I got this in prayer. Man, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're always on this, and it's something because my dad would always say, I'm like, Dad, I got the, the Bible app on my phone, but it's so quickly that the second every time I try to read the Bible, Miss Darrett, on my phone, it seems like all, everybody and their mama want to text me. Everybody, got, all of a sudden, LJ, everybody want to call me. Man, we hooping this weekend. I'm like, man, I'm trying to. I realize that it's something about when you grab this right here and how nothing else around me matters at that point. Timing, 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 timing is something that gets us all in trouble. You see, the devil understands timing. And he understands if I can stop you now, then, or if I can, if I can get you here, then I won't have to worry about all the people that you're going to affect. It's easier just to stop Mr. Baird. It's not easy to stop all the people that's going to be with Mr. Baird as he progresses forward. All the lives that he's going to affect. It's a whole lot easier to stop one rock. If I can just stop you, if I can get you just to talk against everything that you've heard today, if I can just get you to talk against everything that God has done in your life, if I can get you to get you to talk like you got it all figured out, tearing down the stronghold that God has given you, now the devil can come in. We're just all you're doing when you do that, you're making yourself much more susceptible 
to be taken. Life is not measured in duration. It's measured in donations. What have you done with your time? From Saturdays, we come out here and we do harvesters, donating your time. You take your time to talk to somebody about God, you're donating your time. You're doing what you've been called to do. I think a lot of times we all, I'm 70 years old. What have you done in them 70 years? That's what God's going to ask you. I, you know, I'll be 80 years old. What have you done in them 80 years? Whether you're 80 years, years old or 18 years old, God is going to ask you. Same question. And I believe we all want the answer that he's going to give us to follow. At least that we all know, good and well done, my good and faithful servant. I think that we all, we all want to know that. And your age does not determine your stage. I'll say it again. Your age does not determine your stage. You see, Jesus, at what age did he tell his mother I was about my father's business? His age did not determine at what point, it did not determine when he started to walk. This walk that he, that, that he did. So whether the person is seven years old or seven years old, it does not matter. God can still use anybody. They made mention earlier talking about your testimony. You see, your testimony is what you've done, what you've done and what you've been through and where God has brought you to. Well, your testimony isn't for everybody. Because everybody hearing your testimony isn't hearing it with the same intent. You see, some people hear your testimony, and in the midst of it, some people are saying amen, but some people are using the shortcomings that you have made as rocks to throw back at you. Are you listening to me? See, there's a, there's a big difference between hearing and listening and seeing and looking. You see, you hearing me is the, is the action, it's the verb of you hearing what I'm saying, but listening is the comprehensive discerning what I'm trying to say, what is the Holy Spirit trying to say. See, when you're looking at something, when, you see, when, you, when, when, you, when you're looking at something, man, that looks nice. So if I'm seeing God now, I'm automatically going from physical to spiritual. When you go, when you're seeing something and when you're listening to something, it's far different than looking at something and hearing something. We come to church, are you, are you hearing what pastor's saying or are you listening? Are you hearing with your physical ears or listening with your spiritual ears? Timing, 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 because God is only going to talk to you when you're listening, not when you're hearing him. When you're listening, listening. You can't be listening if you're talking. You can't be listening if you're too busy trying to play your right song on the way to church that you can get in your spiritual when it's really just an emotional high on the way to church. When are we going to leave church not on an emotional high, but with something tangible that we can immediately infuse into our lives? Like I said, it's easy to, to have all the faith in between the pews. You high five and you greeting two or three people and you got to walk from here all the way over there to greet your, your favorite person. And then the second we leave the doors and the gates closed. Time. 
the ref rings the buzzer and the game starts. Devil is more than slick. It's almost disrespectful. He throws the, he, he lets you get a little head on Monday and Wednesday and Tuesday. You think you're doing good and flips by. Now the question is, are you going to discern, are you going to be listening to the Holy Spirit? Do you know the step to the right or step to the left or step over it? Or maybe we want to keep falling in the flick spot. And maybe we keep wanting to be in the 911 line when pastor calls, altar call. Maybe we keep wanting to be in that spot because it is a place of comfort. To change seasons means you have to be able to embrace that what is going to come I've never seen. Which means the only way I can navigate through this is being, having the discernment of the Holy Spirit, not leaning on my own understanding. We have to understand when, you're, when God's called you to something new, you've never seen it. So stop trying to understand it. Just listen and obey. Can everybody stand up for me real quick, please? Because today we understand timing. And that it's not about when I want to do it. When I want to go. What I want to say. Our mouths get us in trouble a whole lot more than anything else. Because if the first thing you do is talk against what God has said for you, then you're tearing down the stronghold God has built around you. God has called each and every person in here to do something amazing, outstanding. But if your words tear down the wheat, then the only thing you're uplifting is the weeds. You can tell a lot about how a person thinks by what they say, what they talk about. What you talk about is what's on your mind. So if you talk about sports all day, well, sports is on your mind. If you talk about foolishness all day, then foolishness is on your mind. Dad would always say that when I was a kid. He said, son, you ain't thinking about nothing. Twelve. <laughs> what I'm thinking about is basketball. That's it. But your conversation says what, your, what all your mind is on. You talk about business, all you think about is business. When's the last time you called somebody to talk about the goodness of God or what God has for you? Or that, on that, or that drive on the way to work when you call your homegirl. Y'all had this long two-hour talk, your whole three, first three hours of work. You start your morning, this is my home. We talk every day. You and I both know y'all not talking about what God has for you. You're talking about your cousin and them. You're talking about what somebody had on that church. You're talking about how somebody at the barbecue messed up the potato salad. Everything happens in timing because when you're moving in God's timing, you address the need. 19, was it 1950s? 1952. Colonel Sanders made fried chicken and indulge me for a second because we're talking about KFC. Don't get me wrong. 1952 is right around the time when women in America really started going to work as a whole. So they wanted to recreate meeting around the dinner table. What, it, what, it, what does a home-cooked meal look like? You see, back then it addressed the need, but if KFC was to come open today, it would bankrupt. Because is it vegan? Is it organic? Is it gluten-free? Y'all got all these questions now. Back then, they just wanted, let me get a six-piece spicy. With a mashed, with, with, hey, with a mashed potato, and, 
and macaroni or coke. My dad likes coleslaw. I do not know why. I don't like it. It's nasty. If you like it, I'm going to pray for you. It is nasty. That is terrible. Man, I, just, I always wanted to say that. Man, that's nasty. But it addressed the need. You see, it started back then. And being that it started at the right time. See, when you start at the right time, even when you're out of season, God will still sustain you. When you're moving in God's timing. So with every head bowed and every eye closed, God, we're going to pray that we're going to move at the right time. Let us listen for your voice, not hear for it. Let us see what you're saying, not just look at it. I thank you for the word that went forth today, God, that we have something that not is just going to be a temporary emotional fulfillment, God, but making a definite mark on our life today, God. Holy Spirit, as you're in this place, God, help us build up the stronghold you build around us, not tear it down. Help us to be doers of the word, just seers. Let us not just talk the talk, but let us walk the walk, God. You see, in the world, a lot of times, they always say, oh, I can, we talk the talk, we walk the walk. But when you come to church, it seems like we lose some of those principles about walking what God has, walking in the, in the vein that God has called you to do. God, let us be sensitive to you, God. We're going to do what you say do. We're going to start our mornings the right way before we do anything, God, we give you thanks. We give you praise and we thank you for letting us see another day because someone did not get to see that day. And it's all fun and games when people are going through trials and tribulations. It's all fun and games until it's you on the other end of that. So we don't necessarily care until it's us. You don't care about those children until it's your children. You don't care about what somebody's got going on in their life until it's your life. And then you want everyone around you to move like it's a 911. Thank you for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give generously and make this ministry outreach possible. Click the link in the description to give now or visit hcio.org slash podcast for more information. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Even tag us on social media at Harvest Church KC. Thanks again for listening.